0: (laughs) What a setup this is. It's the XM52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. Instant analysis following the Orioles' elimination from the 2023 Major League Baseball playoffs at the hands of the Texas Rangers. A sweep for the fellows from down there in Arlington. They take out the Orioles 3-0 in a series that, quite frankly, wasn't really that close. um, As the Orioles... Lose a game, a game one where they were certainly in it score wise, but it felt like Texas was mostly in control. Um, and then pretty much get blown out of the gym in the final two games. Taylor and RDT here with you. RDT from his home, undisclosed location. Me from my car in an undisclosed location. Although, considering my wardrobe, I'm sure it's not that hard to figure out where I am. Um, Eric, this was certainly a gut punch this entire series. I mean, the amount of hype going in was unbelievably high and the, um, vibes amongst fans was amazing. Certainly the weekend this weekend with the Ravens and the Orioles was not good for uh, a variety of reasons, but, um, Unfortunately, we didn't really get the same Orioles we got during the year, sort of the scrappy, you know, never out of a game Orioles. Mm-hmm. They didn't really ever do that. Um, and I think it's one of those series, and you can take it because you watched way more of this game tonight than I did. Not that there's a ton to say about this game. Um, they didn't get it done in any phase, Mm-mm. to be honest with you um, starting pitching, bullpen, hitting. I mean, defense. I, I whatever. Um, they just were not as good as the Texas Rangers, and they got beat. And there's really nothing else to say. I'll let you take it from there.
1: I mean, you nailed it. Like they they did not play one complete game. They 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 looked awful on again all facets of of the game. I mean, starting pitching was awful outside of you know Kyle Bradish going four and two thirds. I think uh, Saturday, the offense again had a couple innings in game two and it was already out of reach. Other than that, they did zero pretty much um had all the opportunities in the world i mean had chapman on the on the ropes you know in game one got him to load the bases in game two nothing just nothing from there and then again the bullpen i mean jacob webb giving up the home runs brian baker walking a bunch of guys uh jack Flaherty not being able to get people out um it sucked yeah it, you know I'm, I'm looking at the numbers tonight tyler wells was good um kyle gibson gave up the one home run and you know, I mean, they were good after they got out of uh, the, the start from Dean Kramer, which, again, was very talked about today. I have something in my eye. I am not crying. Um, you know, the stuff with Dean Kramer, it, it's it's a very unfortunate story. And again, I mean, it, it's going to be talked about and it shouldn't because of everything that's going on. But he went out there and he tried to give it his all. And, and again, he just didn't have it tonight. And, and maybe it was the whole, you know, Israel situation. Maybe it's just the Rangers being really damn good. At, at baseball. Um, but again, Kramer just didn't have it. And luckily for him, the bullpen, you know, held it from there. But it was too little, too late. Um, again, the offense. Gunner, that that's the offense. It's Gunner. He had yep. three of the six hits. He was three for four tonight, batting 500 in the um, in the playoffs. And and you called it. I, it feels like it was two weeks ago with how – it feels like it was two weeks ago, but it also feels like it was yesterday because the sweep went by like that. But, you know, when we did our, our preview, again, it just seems like so long. But you said one of the guys is not going to show up. The one guy who didn't—it's Adley Rutschman. I yep. mean, you know, nobody is his bigger. You won't find a bigger supporter. I'll carry the water for the guy. He did—he flat out did not show up. Um, eighty three in in the series—a three twenty-one OPS. 0 for four tonight—a strikeout. He had the one hit in game two. Other than that, that's it. You got to be better. He has to be better. Um, I mean, they were even harping on him for the, you know the first first pitch swinging stuff um being like you got to get aggressive you have to john smoltz said it the first his first at bat of the game you have to be aggressive and swing he's not aggressive he said change the scattering report adelaide didn't do that at all um some of the other guys i mean mountcastle had a good first you know he had an rbi in the first two games he batted a buck 82 santander 273 ryan o'hearn 200 hicks had five rbis on on you know saturday or sunday and they can't do anything with it um mateo is four for four and then doesn't start tonight. Hayes, 273. Mullins, that's that's the other big one. It's Cedric Mullins, and you and I talked about him in the preview. Um, and I, I was talking to somebody. Since that home run in Houston, he has three hits. That home run was on September 18th. So he has three hits in that time. He has been downright awful. He's been, he's been very, very bad. And again, couple that with him hitting 233 on the year, and that's a whole other issue. Um, I don't know. It, it sucks. It is just such a kick in the dick to, again, have this season and, and go like this where it's like, oh, you know, we're not supposed to be here. It went from we're not supposed to be here to if we don't make the ALCS or World Series, this is a failed year, like very, very quick. Like this team got super hot, and they showed how good they could be at times, and and I don't know if it was all the ownership and off the field stuff, if it's the, the, the Felix injury that really did him in, but it's just a kick in the dick you know for it to come down to that and and get swept for the first time in 92 series i guess you know that's yeah, it's
0: crazy about, that ended that way
1: yeah it's going to that's going to be talked about forever but again i mean there's a, there's a lot of things that need to happen in the off season um you need to get pitchers i i think that is very well known you probably need another veteran bat and you're going to get Jackson Holiday and you know probably a couple of the, of these other prospects still cowser again and you know some of the other guys but Pitching is needed. I don't I don't think they can go through this this offseason by picking up a Kyle Gibson and calling it a day because again, the Jack Flaherty trade did not work, the Fuji trade did not work. Kyle Gibson to a fault worked, but you look you look at the raw the, the big acquisitions they made, except for O'Hearn, all of them were pretty much non-factors in the playoffs and, and down the stretch. So it does suck. Um and again, Allen has a great point. I mean, Guller Gunner was great, Tyler Wells was great, and DL was that may be like the takeaway of the series was how good DL looked he was awesome so if that's confidence for him going forward the next year that's great he did it on a massive stage when not many other people on the team stepped up and did so good for you know gunner and 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 um tyler and 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 uh dl for doing it when nobody else did so it just sucks that it ends like this and you know it's over like that
0: yeah no i think you put it really well there um it's so funny how expectations is so much of what the frame of what's actually going on is is, mm-hmm. is viewed through. In terms of, as you said, for the majority of the season, there was no bigger enjoy the ride team than the Orioles and their fan base. It's like, how is this mm-hmm. happening? were, you know, expected to win 79 games or whatever the over-under was. You win the division, you you take down, you know, the Yankees and Red Sox have down years, but you take down all these big bad teams in this amazing American League East with the Rays and the Blue Jays and everything, and you get to this point and it's like everyone starts to see, like, the end of the tunnel where it's like, oh, my God, could we go on this magical run? And you get blasted by a team that – and you you talk about going out and getting guys that has been going out and getting guys – For a while now, for the last couple of years, they have loaded up on salary and all these things. And that's not the only way to go and win. The Orioles have shown that they won over 100 games by essentially spending no money. So you can get to this point. But as you said, now we'll have pods and pods and pods to talk about offseason acquisitions and and what they should do and what the strategy should be. And and the other, you know, um, reinforcements that are on the way um, from the farm system. But the stuff that we talked about, I think it back to the trade deadline pod where we were like, okay, this is now the group they're going to war with. Mm-hmm. What are we going to come back? And like, we will have to come back and address what happens if it does or doesn't work. And as you said, the none of their acquisitions in this during the season from a major standpoint worked right. Like Jacob Webb was a nice story of a claim that you got some really great innings out of. That's great. Like, congratulations when push came to shove and they didn't want to spend at the deadline, it came back to haunt them in this way, where if you'd gone down and gotten a great starting pitcher, maybe that wins you game one, or maybe that wins you game two if Bradish silver in game one or whatever it may be. If you've mm-hmm. gone out and gotten more bullpen help, does that help you get through some of these games, blah, 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 blah. Um, and that's easy hindsight 2020 for us to go and do, but now they know where their weaknesses are. And now it will, be va- it will be very fascinating. This is going to get talked about a million times. So it- get excited to hear the- us say this sentence a million different <laughs> ways. What does the organization want to be now? This is now what, what they face. Do yep. they want to go spend at a level that complements this amazing young core they've put together where they have gone through the dark days and personnel-wise pretty much done <laughs> as well as you can do it in terms of identifying talent and, and getting it done? And now, do they want to be that, or do they want to go down this? Is this is the easiest team to use the example of? Do they want to go down this Tampa Bay Rays path, where they sort of try to like piece it together and sign some guys to some longer term, some sign young guys to like longer term deals, which they haven't even done yet. So now they're going to have to. Now we will see this offseason whether they try to you know put a like Wander Franco ish thing in front of Gunder Henderson or, or Gunner Henderson. Are they going to try to do that? Are they going to try to do that with Adley? Or are they going to go, you know, trade some of these? Like, it will be now interesting to see how they approach. And we'll have a lot of time to talk about that. But I want yeah. people to not forget here is how fun this all was. Like, that's easy for me to say. It's um, – but this was not expected to happen. And to have relevant Orioles baseball for the entire season was an absolute joy. This was a very fun team to watch. Yes, they got beat by a team that was just way more ready to go than they were. And maybe we saw the the clear indication of a team that just ran out of gas, that emotionally had gone through so much as a young team that you just don't have anything left. Um, mm-hmm. But so a lot of the comments that we're seeing is like, you know, disappointing end to such an amazing season. I think that's the way to look about it. To It's not like a referendum on what the Orioles are going to be, hopefully. Now, that will be determined by what the organization decides to do. But at this point, like remember it fondly. Do all of the like consternation about what the organization is going to do later. Like Save all that for later. This was a great season. It didn't end. Unfortunately, didn't get any great playoff moments, even in a series loss. They took a freaking clear smackdown L. But it was great. It was great to get back to this point. It was great to have playoff games at Camden Yards.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It sucked to go down this way. Um, you made the points, I think, very well by individual guys. That's a series Adley Rushman going to think about a lot. You'd have to think every time he goes into a workout this year, this offseason, he's going to think about that series. Because my goodness, was he magnificent throughout the entirety of the season and then laid an egg. That's mm-hmm. a tough one to swallow. Cedric Mullins is going to think about the same thing. Grayson Rodriguez is going to think about the same thing. A variety of bullpen guys, whether they're here or not, are going to think about the same thing. I think a lot mm-hmm. of them will not be here, um, depending on what they do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's your motivation. That's your, you know, Stefan Diggs stands on the field and watches them celebrate moment, uh, for those guys, uh, over the course of a few games, it's very much welcome to the playoffs. Agree with, agree with a lot of the things about some of the positives. Um, what a star Gunnar Henderson is, man. Talk about showing up in an elimination game and doing, doing all you can, but, um, it's really? gonna be uh, it's gonna be an interesting offseason. I mean, this is the most interesting offseason in Orioles baseball in a very, very long time, considering what they have. Really more interesting than any of the like post playoff years,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, you know, 2012 or 2014 or whatever.
1: So well, we, we said that about last offseason too. Like, oh, this is gonna be fascinating to see what they do. And again, now yeah. I think that's gonna get kicked up a whole nother level because, like we said, I mean, they won 101 games without spending any money pretty much, and and getting the, you know. I mean, the acquisitions were minor, minor, minor guys. And it's like, okay, you figure, I mean, I'll say it now. And again, we'll have this conversation a bunch. I think if they want to show that they're serious and that they want to win a world series next year, you have Jackson holiday on the opening day roster. And again, we have all the time in the world to talk about that. But I think that's a Mike Elias being like, you know what? Fuck it. I, you know, want to get the fan base, you know, feeling good again after, after obviously how we see it end that I think that happens. Um, but again, and, and like everyone's saying, buy the arms. I think you have to buy the arms. Um, there's no reason that guys like Connor Norby and Joey Ortiz and some of these other prospects should be in the organization come January or February. No offense to them, but you know if you can go out and make a trade for an absolute stud, you know if you could have if you can go out and sign a pitcher like an Aaron Nola, you know somebody like Nathan Ivaldi tonight, who was credit to I mean. That's just what he does in the playoffs. He's incredible. He's really, really good. And he looked at tonight, didn't get rattled. He didn't even look like he was like sweating out there. Um, if you can go and get a guy like that, which is brass balls on the mound for, you know, you you know, you need a clinching start, have at it, you know, go and go out and get a certified dog like that. You know, you have to, you absolutely have to. And like we said, bullpen guys, probably the last time we see some of them, um, take away Felix from the equation. You're going to have Cano, Coulomb, you know, um, DL. You need you know you get you need some of these other guys for next year. You need to make moves. You have to. They they really don't have any excuse to not open up the checkbook and pay these guys. Um, get somebody here to Baltimore somehow. You have to because you know again. I mean, they, like you said, Texas. They they do a nice job of spending and drafting and developing. You know, and but yeah,
0: it, I mean, they had young guys on their roster, Evan Carter, Josh Young. That
1: yeah. And, you know, and made a
0: huge difference, and then it complemented a guy that you go and pay like Corey Seager.
1: Yeah, Corey. Se- I mean, they spent five hundred, they spent almost a million or a billion dollars on the middle of their infield, like you know between Simeon and Seager. Like that's they're also you know,
0: they're also by the way do, doing this without some big dogs. Um, they ball. don't have
1: two of the best three pitchers we've seen in our lifetime. Like yeah. you know, and I get that they're older and obviously they're hurt, but yeah, I mean, people forget Jacob DeGrom started against the Orioles this year, like as a Texas Ranger. Like that's. Yep. They're they're a very good team. Again, even without him, I mean Garcia is awesome. Seeger's awesome. I, you know, Simeon played bad. I think he played bad the first game and a half, but he, you know, he's 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 really, really good. And again, Josh Young was an AL um rookie of the year front runner. He was ahead of uh, you know, Gunner before he broke his thumb. So Evan Carter's played like three games in the regular season and now he turns into like Ted Williams in in the playoffs. So <laughs> it's again, it's it's they're really good. And again, I mean, credit to them. I think the Orioles, like I just had someone tweet me and said, you know, I think it's it's pretty clear the Orioles weren't equipped for October. And I said, I don't think they were not equipped for October. I just think they got the the break speed off them by a much better team. Like I wouldn't say people are, you know, doing the lights too bright, you know, oh, they were, they're were they not meant to be here. They weren't ready. I don't think that's it at all. I didn't get the sense that they were nervous or, or you know, like, oh, no, we can't, we can't, we shouldn't be here. You know, they were in the game. Game one up until the end. Obviously, game two did not go their way, but and then game three, you know, they they just couldn't cut it. I don't I don't think they were nervous or scared or anything like that. I think they just got beat by a much, much better team right now. So yeah, or even
0: maybe not a maybe not like a much, much better team, but a team that just straight up played better, like played much better. And again, better. Like, like right they're now I think they're in, much- in, every, in every single yeah, right now they are much yeah. better I think yeah. the the things that we were hoping were gonna fall away from this like recent stretch before the playoffs you know these offensive struggles did not go away they i mean they really reared their head they were very much involved. they could not get a big hit um you know every hit with like runners in scoring position except for the um except for the uh Aaron Hicks in in in, in game, game 2 one. like game 2 percent. game 2 like Hicks's home run was after the game was over Adley's mm-hmm. ball that brought in um Oh my God, I can't even think right now. Jorge Mateo, um, mm-hmm. was, was pretty much after the game was over. So, I mean, the offense really fell away and then if you're not going to pitch really at all in the last two games, that's kind of how it goes. They just got two bad starts. Those guys unfortunately just had two bad starts and those are hard to come back from in the, in that type of situation. You can kind of throw them away in the middle of the regular season, but when you're, when you got to win three out of five, it's, it's tough to do that stretch. Um, and, I made the point constantly during the year that the Orioles rarely put together multiple bad games in a row, and they picked a horrible time to put together two of their worst games in a row. Game two and game three of the series um, are two of the worst back-to-back games we've watched them play all year. And um, so it's just, you know, it happens. And as I said, it sucks, but we we now shall see And The hype going into next year will be at an all-time high they mm-hmm. depend if they do the right things in the offseason this is going to be a trendy world series pick type of team i think um yeah. a trendy you know american league represent you know all those different things because of the recognition of the young talent if they go out and get a pitcher or two, um and maybe uh, a more a veteran bat to fill into one of those spots um it's going to be a different type of expectations and that's going to be a different thing to deal with now brandon hyde's gonna have to deal with that those guys are gonna have to deal with that Uh, but we'll have a lot of ta- time to talk about that as well but um but, yeah, as you said, Rangers are a much better team right now, and they got it done. They showed that over three games about mm-hmm. as well as you can show it. You know, there will be the talk of like, if, you, as you said, the Chapman thing, if they, if they, you know, don't screw that up and you win game one, does this go any differently? Maybe um, you kind of start to ride that wave and, and believe that you can do it. But, um, the way this Rangers team hit the last, the last two games. I mean, they were, they're going to be tough to beat.
1: Yeah. They're, and, and them versus probably the Astros is what it's going to be. And that's going to be an absolute dog fight. They, I mean, you talk about teams that hate each other, like those teams do not obviously get along. Um, so that's going to be an interesting and fun, you know, series to watch. It's not going to be enjoyable. I'll say, because again, it's, I mean, this, this loss is going to stick with, you know, me and I'm sure a bunch of other fans for months and months. Um, but again, it's going to be, it'll be a good series to watch baseball wise. But, um, again, just for it to come down like that. And again, to not really be in games two or three, just really, I feel like let the air out of the balloon and just, just, just sucked everything out. It was just, it was awful. It, It sucked and I don't know, I'm trying to think what else, but.
0: Not much more else to say. What's great for all of Baltimore fans is now they have the steady uh, and not roller coaster Ravens to turn to. So that'll be that's tremendous. That's great for everybody's psyche as we move forward. I'm sure everyone will yeah. love that.
1: I'm sure there's also a game on Sunday that everyone in here is going to enjoy.
0: <laughs> talk about time to talk about something. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: the Titans Ravens the already the exit fifty two bowl. What, um, what a hunk of shit that's going to be. Will be absolutely tremendous. Um, I don't think there's much more to say. We wanted to jump on, make sure we got one more playoff instant analysis in. We were hoping there was going to be way more, and we only got two of them in. So, um, if you want to hear did, our did thoughts, oh, did you guys it's do break. after game one? I was not involved. Yeah, yeah.
1: Who did I do oh, one perfect. with? Jake. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Jake and I did. Yeah, Jake and I did yeah, one yeah, after I one. Was, uh,
0: I was working.
1: I was. Uh, was anyway. I was. I was going to say something about what happened after game two, but I don't have. The- <laughs>
0: We'll answer this real quick from Mike France here, because he just ch- dropped it in. Do we think this is Mullins' last game as an Oreo? I don't
1: I don't know. And someone asked me that about um Hayes too. I don't Mullins, I don't know. If if Kouser would have really shown them something this year, I think they would have been more inclined to try and move Mullins. But right now it's kind of just like, you know, you probably want to see some more out of Kowser um at the major league level producing before you you ship off. You know, a guy who, again, as bad as Mullins was offensively, he still you had to start him because of his defense. I mean, he, except for that ball in game two that I don't think anybody was going to get to, um, you know. He made some great, you know, some nice catches and and even all year. But I don't know if it's his last game. Again, there's something. It wouldn't surprise me if they said he needs surgery um, on it or something like that to end the, you know, to to fix up the groin area and all that. But I don't know. that That's tough to say, but I don't know. And to kind of end it, it's just like, yes it sucks with how it ended but like you were saying like it's it this will be a team that because we look back on that 2014 team like they were just god's gift and it's like it's a bright spot in a in a where a lot of us didn't have a good memory of the orioles except for 2012 it's it's a bright spot and i think this is going to be that team for a lot of people they were so fun to enjoy every night i mean i have friends and family members who were like i haven't watched a full baseball game in eight years now like every single night they're texting me like did you see what adam for you know like they're into every game watching it like start to end first pitch to last like regardless of how it ends so th- this will be a team that's finally remembered around here it does suck again how it ended but the cast of characters they had the shit they went through the stories that they went through just some of the wins they had um you know again they're, they're just an all-time good vibes, like favorite team. And it, it, like I've said a billion times now, it sucks. It went out like this, but I'm happy that people, again, are going to remember this team in a good light. And, and this will be a, a fun regular season to look back on. And again, hopefully a good building block for like, Hey, remember how fun 20, you know, 2023 was like, we could, we could go above that, you know? And I hope the big thing is I hope Angelos, you know, realizes that too and opens up the pit, the checkbook, start signing these guys, you know, go to gunner tomorrow. I know he's a Boris guy, go to him. Whenever, figure something out with Adley, figure something out with Grayson, get some of these young guys signed up and, and let's really, you know, let's, let's really hit liftoff if that's really what they want to do.
0: Yep. I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, they have so much positive momentum now um, mm-hmm. and it was such a fun team to follow. And it, it seemed like a fun team for them to market to, in terms of how those guys bought in and, and the bird bath and all the different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they did a, they did an awesome job really endearing the team to the city. So um, you hope that they see that both, you know, from the ability to win, but also, you know, this is the time to capitalize on it financially. I mean, you need to lock this team up and win and, and, and make money as a business. So hopefully that's the way they want to run A little will spend money to make money. We shall see. That will be um, the ultimate kind of thing that we go through for the entire offseason. Um, that's enough for us. RDT, I also have to throw up with the 24 people watching us here. Um, your Orioles coverage for uh, the fan base is always tremendous. I know people very much appreciate you. You're, you're a pickles freaking people are talking to you. Uh, you know, the, the all, the entire, uh, the entire RDT cult of personality on Orioles Twitter. That story, the banner that on Orioles Twitter was awesome with you and, and people of the like that have followed the team through good and bad. So great job by you throughout the entire Thank year you. as the anchor to our Orioles coverage, which will not be stopping. I'm sure we will have much more Orioles reflections. And then the hot stove will be here before you know it. Um, as we head into the winter and uh, towards pitchers and catchers. So very much appreciate everyone for listening to the playoff instant analysis shows. Um, Great season uh, for us to really have the most Orioles coverage we've done, just considering, you know, the team actually performing. (laughs) And when we started, they were terrible and there wasn't much to talk about. So this has been very fun for us as well. Uh, Make sure to follow the podcast at exit 52 podcast um, on all of your social media platforms. You can follow me at taylorsmite Ten. You can follow Eric at E-D-I-T-T-I-22. You can follow Banks at Barstool Banks. You can follow Jake at Jake Luke. That's L-O-U-Q-U-E. And you can follow Spencer at ravens for dummies the number four between Ravens and Dummies. Thanks to everyone for listening um, throughout the year, and we will be back uh, later this week. There will be a jumbo set from uh, from Spenny and Jake. Jump diving into what I'm sure some really fun Ravens discussion and I'm sure we'll have something pre-doing Ravens Titans as well. The exit 52 bowl about to go down Um this one. Any other parting thoughts on ET?
1: No, but it, like you said, thanks to everybody who listens and interacts. It's again, it was a very fun season and, and it was nice for the Orioles to again, give us like a hope and and something to watch. And, you know, it, it was neat to see them kind of, cause we've preached for years, like just wait and wait and wait. And it finally showed up. And I think people, really enjoyed that. And again, thank you to everybody who's said they listened to the pod or listened to the pod and commented and and again, walked along every step with us. So it's been fun and I'm, I'm already looking forward to next year. I just want spring training here, you know, tomorrow. So thank you to you all.
0: Can't wait. Well said. We will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.